Hi, my name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I did it. And what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not gonna happen overnight and you're gonna make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hey everybody and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female travel entrepreneurs. Today I am chatting to Amanda Bizak from Travelista Travels. Amanda first discovered her passion for traveling while touring around the UK as a dancer. Fast forward 12 years and dozens of countries later, she is now a successful travel blogger and influencer running her own travel agency. In today's episode, Amanda shares how she got started in blogging and the ways in which she's managed to stand out in the competitive influencer market. She also offers great insight into how she launched her agency, Travelista Travels, and how her two businesses benefit one another. This is a wonderful episode for anyone interested in influencer marketing or travel blogging. We've had a few guests speak about their experience running a boutique travel agency, but this is also the first episode in which I chat with someone who has created a travel agency in partnership with a much larger travel brand. Uh, so if you're interested in starting your own travel planning business, but don't want to do it completely on your own and would prefer to have the backing of a bigger organization, this is a great option that many young entrepreneurs overlook. Amanda shares her experience running this type of business, plus tips on how she uses her agency to reach more brands as an influencer. She offers some really interesting insight on the relationship between travel bloggers and agents. So again, don't miss out. But let's jump right into it to hear her story. Welcome Amanda Bizak from Travelista Travels. Hey again, it's Kara. I just wanted to mention one last thing before we dive into the show. This episode was originally recorded in the fall of 2020. Everything that is discussed is still absolutely relevant. You just might notice some references that date it to that time. Uh, but not to worry, there's still loads of great content. So I hope you enjoy it. And now, back to the show. All right. Hi, Amanda. Welcome. and Thank you for, for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you because it sounds like you've had a really interesting professional trajectory starting as a travel blogger and then moving into, you know, running your own travel agency. So I'd really just like to dive in from the beginning and hear how you got started in travel, how you got started with your travel blog and where that took you from there. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It has definitely been a fun ride and incredible journey for sure. Um, so about 12 years ago, um, I really started doing some traveling. Um, my first big trip was I did a dance tour throughout the UK. Um, it was when I was kind of in the entertainment world and pursuing a dance career. And so I toured around the UK and immediately just fell in love with 
the whole idea of traveling to a new place and exploring it and meeting new people and experiencing different ways of life. And um, it was just, I was completely enamored and in love with that whole experience. And so um, I would say I was definitely bit with the bug, with the travel <laughs> bug at that point. Um, and then kind of throughout really just made sure travel was a big part of my life. Um, so actually what I did after that, because being an aspiring actress and dancer, obviously I did not have uh, funds to be traveling as much as I wanted to be traveling. And um, so I got a job waitressing at a Hilton hotel because the Hilton employee benefits for travel are insane. So, and I also <laughs> really know. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So um, I also loved waitressing. So it was like a win-win. Um, but I got to to travel a little bit more because of being a Hilton employee. And um, so really kind of dove in, um, went to Puerto Rico and Hawaii. And, and so throughout, I learned that I really enjoyed the planning process of traveling. And I wanted to help people in their travel planning process I didn't know at the time that I would be an agent, but what I wanted to help with was give feedback and reviews and share my firsthand experience so that if somebody was planning a trip to a destination that I had been, they could see these are the restaurants I recommend, these are the excursions that I recommend, hotels, and so on. So it was after a few trips that I built the blog, the Chica Travelista blog, and I knew I wanted to see every single inch of the world that I possibly could see. And so that's what I sort of started doing is just adding more countries and hotels and whatnot to the blog. Then through the blog, I grew the social media following. Um, and I had started an email newsletter because I had a ton of people contacting me asking questions. So the newsletter was set in forth to provide information, different travel information monthly. Through that, I had a lot of people contacting me for travel planning help for me to, to personally customize trips for them and help them personally decide where they want to go on their trip and what destinations might be suitable for their interests. And so then I became the kind of the light bulb went off and was like, oh, I should probably be a travel planner and a travel <laughs> advisor, you know, whichever term you want to call us, whichever name. And so, yeah, I, I really dove right into the travel agency side of the business through through that. And um, it's been kind of off and running ever since. I have an agency now and there's 10 agents total. Wow. Everyone kind of has their own niche a little bit. Some of my agents specialize in family travel. Some are specifically honeymoons. Some are corporate destination weddings, cruises. Um, but you name it as a whole, the agency does does everything. And so that's kind of how I, I started and then where I am now. Still have the blog. The blog very actively helps generate leads for me for travel planning. So it's a, it's a really useful tool for me to use to to generate uh, leads and, and travel sales as well. I love how it was so organic and how it started with just a simple blog of wanting to help people and then growing that email list and then growing what sounds like a, a very large travel agency, which is just super impressive. Um, wow. So what year was it that you started the travel blog initially? Yeah, I think it was 2012 that it started. 
And what was your, I mean, you started, what was your traffic like initially? Did it, did you get lots of visitors to your site pretty quickly or did it take time? Definitely took time. Definitely, definitely, definitely took time. Um, I think, you know, I mean, there was an initial draw because I think with any maybe new business or new idea concept there, you know, it's exciting initially. So there is that initial draw, but then you have to, you know, maintain that for viewers to keep them entertained, but then also bring in new viewers and readers and clients. And so, yeah, it's definitely did not happen overnight. It took a lot, a lot of work to get where we are (laughs) and constant work. (laughs) Did you know anything about building a website or search engine optimization or what was, what, what were your, what was your skill set when you first started and what did you focus on to grow your blog more and more? So initially, my actual skill set and what I had training classes in was really just, I had taken some photography classes at college. And then, I mean, that was really it. I went to school for dance and acting and then also ended up getting a degree in psychology. So really nothing business marketing (laughs) at all. So everything was learned by experience. Everything was learned through experience. So I didn't, I learned how to build websites. I learned even like what SEO stands for. (laughs) I think given the times too, like I think that I've kind of grown with social media. When I was in college is when Facebook started and Facebook initially was just for college kids. And so I kind of feel like I learned Facebook as Facebook was starting. Um, and the same kind of then with like Instagram and Twitter and, and whatnot. So yeah, just kind of learned as, as I've gone, the, my entertainment background is what kind of helped me have a little bit more experience and knowledge with, as far as like video production and editing. But again, that was like through experience as well. That's really incredible. So would you say that social media is a, continues to be a big driver of traffic to both your blog and to your travel agency? Or what role does social media play for you today? Absolutely. It's a huge, plays a huge, huge role. It's massively important, which is kind of scary, but it's very important. <laughs> um, yeah, it's huge. I, I, I have people contact me all the time on really my Instagram mostly, but for travel planning help, I, I have, it happened just yesterday, uh, a new potential client who they want to do a small elopement in Antigua. And they had seen through, through another page that I had been to all these resorts. And so they wanted to work with me directly. And that was all social media. That's really impressive. And you mentioned briefly that you had a newsletter that went out. How did you grow that email list? How did you first develop your your newsletter in the early days? So through social media, through kind of a posting about the email newsletter and sharing with people what they what they gain from reading the email newsletter and you know that we're constantly updating with travel news and and deals, resort deals and also my experience so they can see I'm a really big believer in firsthand experience and working with somebody who's had that that experience, especially in my travel planning. Um, I specifically like to book places that I've been so I can tell them exact, my clients exactly what to expect, what it's going to be like. And then if I've okayed it, you know, then I know 
yes, this destination you'll love, this hotel you'll love. And so, yeah, so that's, those are the types of things in the newsletter. So I would post about it saying, you know, oh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Also on my blog, it's a pop-up, you know, one of those sign up here, pop up or on a page. So I think that's helped. And then I've done a fair amount of bridal expos throughout okay. my career. And um, that's been huge too, because then brides and grooms and they can sign up right there, you know, if they want to be added. And so that's, I've added hundreds that way. Would you say that honeymoons or engagement destinations, are those a big part of your travel agency? And if so, what what kind of percentage are you working with? Totally. I would say honeymoons and, and we call them like romance destinations, you know, that is probably 80% of my business. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's because I travel a lot with my husband. And so we are always looking for not necessarily romantic destinations, but like, I don't know, like fun couples destinations. You know, we, I've planned honeymoons in very romantic tropical destinations like Bora Bora, but then I've also planned honeymoons to Iceland. So it's different destinations, but still couple focused. Interesting. Okay. And then one last thing, well, maybe not the last thing, but another thing about your travel blog. So was that generating any kind of income or was that more of just a jumping off point to start your travel agency? So that it is a jumping off point for the agency. It does generate income through marketing that we do. So through the blog and the social media that generates income when destinations or hotels or excursion companies pay me to come and produce a marketing video or I have a a media kit and like packages that I put together. That's basically like you get all this and here's all stat, all of our stats. I'm a big numbers person, you know, in business and in sales, like anybody's return on investment is so important. Um, And so we really try to like lay it out there of this is what they'll get. And that's generated through the blog. Right. So a hotel or a destination will get in touch with you and say, you know, if you're willing to create X number of blog posts and X number of photos or videos, then in return, we'll pay you however much money. Is that, is that how it works? Yeah. And it, it, it's only, you know, it got to that point in the beginning, like I would say anyone starting out, like, you know, you kind of have to know what you're bringing to the table. In the beginning, I was in no place to charge for something. I was just starting out. Like, who am I to to do that? But mm. after building enough credibility, having enough experience, like having those valid concrete numbers to show, you know, then there's validity behind the dollar amount. And so it, it's it's an easier sell that way. Yeah, definitely. Again, it took time to get to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. When was the first press trip that you did? How many years or how long after you started the blog, would you say? So the first press trip, it wasn't paid. It was bartered, but it was it was actually only one year after I started. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it was insane. I like, it was the most exciting thing probably ever because I had started the blog not really knowing where it was going to take me. I was hoping at the very least, we just had some insane travel experiences that like, hopefully we could offset the cost by promoting and marketing. Mm. And so a year later, 
I got a, a, a Facebook message from um, a hotel manager in Belize that they, he ran the Sleeping Giant Rainforest Lodge in Belize and then Almond, Almond Beach Resort in Hopkins, Belize. And so he had, Belize was on my list, like high on my list. I love Central America. And, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, he contacted me and said, we've seen everything that you've done and it looks awesome. Would you be interested in ever coming to Belize? And I was like, uh, yeah, I can come in November. Like, let's go. You know? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Like you tell me when. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. So we went, we experienced Belize. We had in, insane experience. And, um, and that was the first press trip and the first trip that came about because of the blog. And that was, I was like, oh, this is going to work. Cool. <laughs> I could get used to this. Yeah. yeah. You never know when you start. I mean, any business, you start it and you have goals and you have dreams and hopes, but like not every business succeeds and and you'd have to just keep trying. But like failure is obviously part of trying anything. And we've definitely had things not work, but then we've had things work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all about just staying consistent and, and patient and kind of working through those things that don't work and appreciating the things that do. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it sounds so glamorous from the outside and I'm sure there's aspects of it that absolutely are, but I'm sure there's also a lot of challenges and it's a lot of hard work being on the road all the time. So could you speak a little bit about that experience or that lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely challenges. So there's from the agency side, you know, the glamorous part is the travel, you know, the amazing travel experiences that, that we can have as travel advisors and then also influencers. But then the, the travel planning piece itself, that is a whole nother beast and it can go wonderful and smooth and you can have fabulous clients and then you can have the, the tough pieces. There's so many things out of your control the second your client leaves their house. So you're really banking on as many things, you're banking on so many other people doing their job. You know, you've already done yours and now the transportation company's got to do their job, the airline, the hotel, the excursion company, the restaurant, like, you know, so many people contribute to a, a wonderful travel experience. And I would say normally, like 90% of the time, everything is smooth. But then, you know, if a client misses a flight, if there's any sort of flight issues, if the client gets to the hotel and they hate their room, like those are all things we have to deal with as, as advisors. So that's the not glamorous piece. But that's where I think that we can really showcase the most, you know, why we're so valuable when we come into play when to solve a problem, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's hard, you know, yeah, finding suppliers that are the right fit for your brand. And it's yeah, scary sending clients out and hoping, doing your research and hoping that they're going to provide the experience that they've promised, but it's out of your hands ultimately at the, at the end of the day. How do you go about finding suppliers that you know are the best fit for your clients? So it's been a lot of, not a lot of trial and error, but basically you work with them enough and things go well enough that I really only use maybe a handful of different suppliers because, and not that I'm not open to trying out new suppliers, but I kind of have the mentality of like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So in the agency side, you know, we have 
we have lists of, of suppliers and, you know, we're constantly learning about who does what and who covers what area. So it is trial and error. Like, and so I've been fortunate that I've tried, you know, certain companies and suppliers that have really been amazing. And it's not that some things are even out of the supplier's control. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go back to your early days of just starting your travel agency. What were the sort of first steps you took to get that off the ground? Did you have to go through any kind of training or get a license or what were those initial days or weeks or months? What did they look like? So initially I did some research to find where I thought would be the best home for me starting out. So I found an agency based on Long Island where I live that I thought would be a good starting off point. And so I met with them. They kind of explained to me how they work their business, basically that I would be like an independent contractor, which I've been, I've been an independent contractor basically in every single thing I've ever done. There's training involved, but you don't have to have, you don't necessarily have to have any certification, which is kind of crazy. There are educational programs that you can get certain certifications, but they're not a requirement. Interesting. So you joined with this agency on Long Island. So you initially you weren't running your own agency. You were a part of another agency and then you decided to transition to your own. Is that correct? Yep. So once I got my feet wet, I knew I wanted to start my own agency. I I had started I had started my own business after college at 21. Um, it was a children's entertainment company. And basically from that, I learned that I love business and loved being an entrepreneur and having teams and managing and training and helping my team grow. So I, I always knew that I wanted my own agency and I wanted to build a team of other strong agents. And I seemed to, I seemed to always find myself in female businesses or, or my children's entertainment company was basically all women. <laughs> and then my travel agency is all women too. Great girl power. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So yeah. So I did know that I wanted to do that. And so I had bounced around to a couple other agencies because, so I still have my own agency, but I'm partnered with a much larger corporation, which kind of gives us the best of both worlds. It allows m- me to run a small boutique personal one-on-one type of agency, which my clients like, but then we're also partnered with a much larger corporation, which gives us just more backing in the travel world. And it gives us more even pull and more amenities for our clients being associated with this larger agency. And they're wonderful. And they've also allowed me to keep my brand, to maintain my own branding and marketing. And so right now I feel like we're in a really good place uh, business-wise and agency-wise. Yeah, I bet. So are are clients coming directly through you and then this larger agency is, serves more of a purpose when it comes to finding suppliers and that sort of thing? Or what's that relationship like? What's the, the real benefit when you say that that you have their backing? My My agents will come to me for any sort of like help, information, questions, anything like that. It's a it's a big world. There's so many hotels. There's so many suppliers. There's so many everything. So they are my go to. If I can't get something answered, I have another. I have another group that I can go to, and they have been in the industry for I mean thirty five forty years. Wow. Okay. It's support. It's information. You know, furthering information that like maybe I don't know. Sounds like a good uh, 
a great source of yeah of help and and, and knowledge. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you is, I mean, transitioning from having your own solo blog to managing a team of you said you've got ten agents working for you. I mean, that's a big difference uh, from being a solopreneur to uh, managing such a large team. What are some of the challenges associated with that? And also, how have you grown your team? Where have you found your your agents? And how do you train them and, and ensure that they're, again, a good fit for your brand? So all the agents have actually come to me. So I have not yet sought out any new agents. And everyone's sort of come to me differently through some of the agents are like friends of friends. Some are our friends or, you know, people who I've worked with in the past in other industries that they see what I do and they've always had an interest in travel, not just travel, but travel planning. A lot of them, I would say, love travel plan, had always loved travel planning and travel plan for friends and family now just for fun. And so they've always entertain the idea of actually being, you know, a paid travel agent because they're doing it now for fun for friends and family. And so majority of my agents are brand new in the industry, which is nice because I can, I kind of can mold and shape them and kind of take them from, from square one to being really successful agents. Everybody's in a different place. So the training we will, I do do group trainings with everybody to cover things like marketing and sales and language and following up and like all those things that as a whole help anybody, no matter where, what stage in your career you are. But then each agent is in a different place. So then that's a little bit more customized that training to each agent than specifically. Training is so important. It's everything because we're handling people's passport information and credit card information and scheduling them to fly all over the world. So it's, so training is really important. And how would you describe your role in the company today? Now that you've got this 10 person team, are you still doing a lot of the travel planning or how has your role perhaps evolved over the years as your team has grown? So I am still doing a fair amount of travel planning. I was before COVID, the, the plan was to funnel out a lot of my leads to the team because I was kind of tapped out and I had my hands in a lot of things and needed to focus on other things and then let my team handle some of my lead generation that have come, you know, specifically to me. But then COVID happened and now I don't really have the leads to give out. <laughs> but yeah, so still the role is very much kind of a mentor role. Great. So um, we obviously we need to talk about COVID as much as I'm sure neither of us want to. Uh, how, how has that affected your business and what are your plans for the future going forward? How have you spent the last few months? So it's affected the whole travel industry. I mean, immensely. It's devastating to say the least, like absolutely devastating across the board. You know, I had spent a lot of years growing both the marketing side of my business and the agency side. And um, we had incredible marketing trips planned for this year that were canceled. My business financially was set to double what it was last year. And now it's half 
what it was last year. So wow. that's a big change. I'm I would say mentally, emotionally, I'm in a much better place now, but I think I could speak from a lot of my colleagues too that in the beginning it was such a devastating shock that we all spent hours upon hours canceling trips for clients, rescheduling trips for clients. And so a lot of our, I mean, the majority of our business, it's commission-based. That's how we make a living. Mm-hmm. And so if people don't travel, then we just, we didn't make money. And so that in itself, it's, is insane because we've already spent all these hours planning these trips for clients for this year. You know, we put in the time and now we're putting in extra time to cancel so we're putting in double the time to receive no money. <laughs> so yeah. it's actually, I mean, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, it's, we'll get through. I think that the people who stick with the business and the industry through this are going to be able to stick through literally anything. And if you stick through it through COVID, then you must really love travel and the travel industry. If you're going to stick through this, it's terrible. It's really it's terrible. Um, and so I think that it seems like across the board and I can speak for myself too, you know, we we're definitely trying to stay positive. I would say I'm trying to be a little bit more realistic than typically I would be more optimistic. And that didn't really serve me too well in the beginning of COVID because I was extremely optimistic. Like, Oh no, we'll be traveling by June. Come on. It's June. We're in March. We'll definitely be traveling by June. (laughs) And then it's not happening. And now we're in October and many places are still closed. The guidelines are still insane. So it's going to be a long road. And so I think that we kind of have to just take a breather and just say, hey, listen, this is completely out of our control. There's nothing we did with our businesses to to create this like collapse basically in, in travel. And we just have to kind of be patient and be hopeful and just kind of wait it out. It's a waiting game, which is, I don't operate that way. I don't like to wait for success. I like to work for success and it's just not really uh, in the cards right now. Yeah. I, I I think it's a good attitude to have is you do have to be realistic as, as much as I think everyone wanted to be super optimistic at the start because, you know, travel is your profession, but it's also your passion. So to see it shut down completely is just devastating on so many levels. But yeah, I think your attitude of just being patient and writing it out and saying that, you know, this really proves just how much I love it if I'm going to stick with it through something like this is, is really powerful. Yeah. I think moving forward with clients too, it's like anything that was stressful in the job before, now that we've now that we've spent all these hours canceling and rescheduling, and I mean, hours on hold, I was on hold two days ago for an hour and a half to still not reach a human being on the phone. And then I ended up hanging up and was like, all right, I guess I'll just try emailing because this is insane. And you're on hold for hours to cancel something. (laughs) What the heck is going on? Like, that's it's insane. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. And it, it puts it in perspective. Whereas, you know, if you have issues on the road going forward, at least you can look back at the COVID days and say, well, it, it's not as bad as it was. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, well, it's never going to be that bad. 
what are, I mean, obviously COVID there's, has been a gigantic challenge and I'm sure you've learned a lot from it, but what are some of the other things you've learned throughout the years, even from when you started your travel blog to, to launching your travel agency and, and growing that? What are some of the big lessons or takeaways or just advice you would have for people uh, wanting to follow your path? I would say to definitely on the blog side, try to really focus on having a voice and what that voice is and not be, I would say too, I mean, with both businesses, like just not to really be afraid to put yourself out there. I think that people can get maybe embarrassed or fearful of like what people might think and this and that. And, you know, if you're passionate about something and you, you want to try and see if you can, you know, make it successful and succeed in, in whatever it is, you have to just do it and kind of put your, your, um, what is it called? What are those blockers? blinders? Blinders. Yeah. <laughs> put your blinders on and just go forward, you know, go full steam ahead and, you can always tweak it along the way, you know, like my blog has gone through different cycles. I mean, how it looks now is not how it looked when I started and it's constantly changing and, um, you know, evolving into what it is now. And then I'm sure it'll evolve into something a little bit different in a year from now. So yeah, I would say just not, you know, go for it and not to be, afraid it's a everything is a learning process so it's okay if you don't know everything right now you're going to learn as you go and then you can find out what works what doesn't work you know i would say that in marketing in general we i've tried so many different things so many things that some things have worked fabulously and some things have failed fabulously so <laughs> you know you live and learn but you don't know what's going to you don't know if it's going to be successful if you don't try it yeah absolutely so for someone hearing your story, it's very inspiring, but they also might say travel blogging is dead. It's, it's hard to get into that industry now. It's, you know, it's, it's saturated. Uh, would you agree with that? Do you think you're, you know, people that want to start a blog today are too late, you know, that ship has sailed, or do you think there's still a lot of possibility in that realm? I do think it is saturated, but I don't think it's dead. And I still think people could be 100% capable of creating a hugely successful travel blog. I think that there will have to be something unique, you know, something that stands out because it is saturated. I mean, it's crazy. They're, they're all over the place. <laughs> so it's kind of like, <laughs> I will say for those that are interested in starting a travel blog, that having other components in that business besides just the blog is what will make it successful, bringing other elements, talents, skills kind of like into that can make it successful. I would say it's, it's a, it's very valuable to hotels and destinations when you say that you are a blogger and an agent, because I think at this point, destinations and um, hotels and whatnot, some of them are kind of sick of hearing I'm a blogger, I'm an influencer, blah, 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 blah. Not that they don't still work with them, but it's harder. But when you say that you also sell, you're bringing something extra to the table because you're saying, I'm not just going to take a pretty picture, but I'm also going to try and sell your hotel and make you money. And so money is obviously the driving force behind every business. And so that definitely brings more value to the table when you are going to actually 
you're going to go home and do your work and you're going to actually work to, to sell this place, not just, not just promote it, but then to in turn sell it. And I think that has value. So if anyone's interested in blogging, I would, you know, maybe tap into, to the travel agency side and see if it's an, if it's of interest, then the two can really coexist together nicely. Great. I think that's, that's really good advice. And I think good advice to end on really, uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you, where, where should they do so? So I would say the blog, my blog is the best place. And there's tons of ways to contact me directly through that. Um, every, every piece, every form comes directly to me, to my phone. My phone is fortunately or unfortunately glued to my hand <laughs> basically all the time. And so the blog is thechicatravelista.com. And Chica spelled C-H-I-C-A? Yes. Yep. Like girl in Spanish. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.